I don't care what someone's goals are. Mm-hmm. Someone's goals might be to have $100,000. Someone's goals might be to have $500,000. Someone's might be to, to be a millionaire. I don't care what your goal is. I care, do your standards match mm-hmm. your goals? And mine, there's a gap. Welcome, everybody, to The Chris Harder Show, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success, knowing that when good people like you make good money, they can then do great things. My name is Chris Harder, and several times per week, I will bring you epic guests, solo episodes, and every single tool, trick, and skill set you need to grow your business, grow your money mindset, and to grow your wealth to levels that you have never reached before. I've ended up in a unique place in life where I've got the experience, the connections, and all of the secrets that it takes to be successful. And I'm lifting the curtain to reveal it all to you in an effort to help put you in a position of abundance so great that you can then be as generous as possible. So let's lock arms and let's get started. And we're back. With another episode of He Said, She She Said. said. Last week was He Said, We we Said. said. I love that episode. It's almost like we got to get Lindsay back. I know. We had so much fun recording with a triad. Is that what you, it's a triad? It sounds better than a threesome. That does sound better. But really in business, it is kind of fun to have three or four people because you just get more minds to bounce off. Wait, should we have a rotating guest? I mean, it'd be hard to coordinate and manage, Yeah, but it'd be pretty dope. I mean, it'd be dope, but I'm not going to be doing that right now. All right, so what are we talking about today? (laughs) We are talking about, do your standards match your goals? Mm, I can just answer right away. Nope. Like you, guilty, you know, you're little, for me or for, for me, you? for me, you know, the little emoji with the hand up. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Nope. All right. Why did you say no? Nope? Like what was the first blaring thing that you felt? It was a visceral reaction. It was like my whole life flashed in front of my eyes and it was, well, you got these financial goals and your standards of performance are not up to your, mm. you know, hundred million dollar thermostat where I want it. I've got these body goals and although I've made a lot of progress in the last two weeks, mm-hmm. typically my decisions and my standards are not up to, they don't match the body that I, I want to get back to. Mm. All these things just flash so, in front of my eyes. So you want to be Serena Williams, except you're only playing beer pong. Listen, I got mad respect for the Williams sisters, but I have never once woke up and thought I wanted to be one of the Williams sisters. Well, it's a great analogy, though. <laughs> no, <laughs> the, the truth is, like when you said that, I, I got that visceral reaction of like, oh, shit, my standards while some people might look at them and say they're way mm-hmm. up above where they're at, right? they do not match my goals. And there's the best thing about this point so far. I don't care what someone's goals are. Mm-hmm. Someone's goals might be to have $100,000. Someone's goals might be to have $500,000. Someone's might be to, to be a millionaire. I don't care what your goal is. I care, do your standards match mm-hmm. your goals? And mine, there's a gap. Yeah, I definitely have a gap right now. And I think that this is really powerful to not look at this like, oh shit, you're a loser. Oh my God, you're never going to get to where you want to go. The important thing is to really step back and look at where the gap is. And we know that the gap like never closes right away. It's always going to be like a 10% incremental thing. Mm -hmm. Once in a while in your life, if you are good and sick of your own shit, once in a while, you can close the gap a lot faster. You can take a giant leap, but that's not always going to happen. So I want to speak to the spectrum because maybe you are just like, I'm so over it that I'm so miserable that I actually like hardcore discipline feels really good for me right now. Mm -hmm. And that has happened in my life a couple times. But for where I'm at right now, I do know that I'm looking at the gap of my workflow 
my work schedule that I have set up and the amount of time for focused work. And actually for me right now, I need really a consistent, more disciplined, focused work schedule. So it doesn't necessarily mean more. It just means that I need to get better with turning my phone apps off while I'm working, going to an actual workspace, which I just found, and working for three consistent hours and knowing what my plan is when I'm there. Because there's a difference of saying, I'm going to go work for three really focused, consistent hours, but getting there and not really knowing what you're going to do for the day. So I want to get really specific. I know that the container that I need for this next level of what I'm about to do needs to be really specific. So on Mondays, I'm going to think of content and write it all down and know what I'm going to do. Tuesdays, I'm going to, you know, film it and create it. Wednesdays, I'm going to write because I'm going to be writing a new book. Thursdays, I'm going to write. Fridays, I'm going to write or something like that. That's not going to be my exact schedule at all, but that's going to be an idea of what I need to actually set up for myself to know what I all need to get done. So in there, you said something really important that I hope every single person listening right now grasped. It wasn't work harder. Right. For some people, it might be work harder. Right. But the piece of advice for do your standards match your goals was not, oh, just work harder. Mm -hmm. It was work smarter. It was know where and how you thrive and know where and how you sabotage. Yes. Right? So you, you were saying you sabotage by picking up your phone too often during your work schedule, or you sabotage by not organizing your work schedule clean enough. You didn't yep. say, I need more hours. You said, I need more productive hours. Mm -hmm. And then, so you knew how you thrive. You and I talk about this all the time. You work in sprints. You're a sprinter. Mm -hmm. Two, three hours of sprinting and you're done, mm -hmm. right? And so you didn't say, I'm going to drag it out for eight hours. Yep. I'm going to hold myself calm. I'm going to tie myself to the chair. No, you said, because I'm a sprinter, I'm going to make sure that I'm actually sprinting during that time mm -hmm. and not just running really fast. Yeah. And, you know, I love working from home. It's one of my favorite things. I can convince myself that, like, I'm better at home. But if I'm being really, really honest with myself, I go unload the dishwasher. Mm -hmm. I go grab extra snacks, which is not matching my fitness goals because I'm kind of numbing out and I'm bored. Mm -hmm. I'm not thriving. I'm having to rely on myself for hyping myself up throughout the day. And it's like, what I now realize is the amount of energy that I get from other people being around me and seeing other entrepreneurs like crushing it mm -hmm. or doing activities. And I'm like, okay, they're focused. Look at that guy in the corner. Like he's got three monitors up around him and he's crushing it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to borrow from him. And he's probably working on some cool project. I'm just going to borrow from him that energy and be like, you can do this too. Uh, so you get to do a little test. Everyone could do a little test right now. You could say, do the people in your life match the standards mm -hmm. that it takes to hit your goals? Do the habits in your life or does the routine in your life mm -hmm. match the standards that it takes to hit your goals? Does the environment in your life, like are you inspired by what and who is around you? Does the environment in your life match the standards to hit your goals? Uh -huh. It's a really good litmus test. And if you find out they don't, by the way, like Lori said, it doesn't have to be oh, great, I'm this far behind, screw it. It seems like an insurmountable gap that I, I can't just leap. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that you don't leap the gap. The idea is that you get a little bit, you, I think you mentioned 10% better. Okay, here's a wild idea. What if everybody, you, me, and everyone listening right now, what if we just committed to getting 10% better for 10 days in a row? 10% better for 10 days in a row. So right now, if you work out for 20 minutes and you know that you need to work out more mm -hmm. 
in order to be healthier and you're just not doing it for some reason, then it doesn't mean you have to jump from 20 minutes to an hour. It means you can go from 20 minutes for 10 days in a row to 22 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then the next day to 25 minutes and the next day to 30 minutes and the next day to 36 minutes and the next day to 42 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. Check my math. That's pretty hard to keep adding 10% compounding, but I'm Mm -hmm. pretty damn smart. You are really good. (laughs) And so that's the point. 10% for 10 days in a row. And by the way, for everyone listening, that doesn't mean that you get 100% better because of the compounding math, because of the compounding effect. You actually end up, I'd have to go check my math, but probably like 120 or 130 Mm -hmm. or 140% better in that situation. Yeah. And I think that the things that we forget are, we're looking at the things right now that we're doing as like these little comforts. Like at the end of the night, I'm having two glasses of wine and looking at that and saying, instead of cutting way back and cutting off your alcohol, if you're used to having two glasses of wine every night right now, like see what it would feel like to just have one. Watch how different that you feel in the morning and just know that like, okay, I'm going to try this for a week or 10 days. And then the next week I'm going to try half a glass and then I'm going to try no wine every other day. Like, I think we're cutting off our joy way too quick sometimes. All or nothing. It's all or nothing. And you're like, well, this sucks because now I'm looking forward to nothing. And I know you and I, like even last year, we were in some really bad habits that I want to share. I've been listening to this. I love listening to Transformation Church. And he was talking about this morning, what are you handcuffed to? Like you think it's a comfort, but it's actually a handcuff that is taking away your freedom. You know, when you picture people who are, you know, when you get handcuffed, it's never in front. It's always like hands behind your back. Mm-hmm. And it takes away the things that you want to do. Like you never realize how valuable your hands are until mm-hmm. they're behind your back. And I think of the things I was looking at as comforts that were actually taking away my freedom and making me really miserable. Mm. And when we can really look at them for what they are, like maybe those glasses of wine are actually robbing you of all of your joy for 23 hours a day, rather than just the maybe one hour of comfort. And knowing that you know, if you can remove that shackle, what sort of happiness is waiting for you on the other side that you don't even understand yet? If you gave yourself the fighting chance of even 10 days, 10 days is enough to clean things out of your system, whether that's comfort food, whether that's starting to move your body, whether that's getting out of your house for 10 days and working somewhere else. We don't know what we don't know. And I know, Chris, when you and I set those, we had set some things that we were doing for the beginning of the year that we wanted to change. I didn't know what I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that even drinking a, a few nights a week were actually kind of, we were drinking more like four or five nights a week, was actually putting such a dimmer on my happiness. I didn't know what was accessible for me until I really cleaned it up. Yeah, the guardrails have worked, right? My workouts have been more intense. Mm-hmm. I've been drinking significantly less, which mm-hmm. has been great. But it wasn't until, talk about the power of 10 days. So the, in the first 10 days that we moved to our California home instead of our, our Arizona home, I lost nine pounds. Which is insane. Like, I don't think that's ever happened. I was shocked. I was shocked when You're I got shocked. on the scale. You're, You're shocked? shocked? <laughs> <laughs> TikTok. Seriously, lost nine pounds in those 10 freaking days. And when I look back at them, they were, I didn't do anything radical. I didn't flip a switch. You I did just, cut off your arm, but. I did cut off my arm. I, but no, I didn't do anything radical. I didn't flip a switch. You know what I stopped doing? I stopped ordering sticky rice from the Henry every single night. Like I was in Arizona. <laughs> I stopped eating two or three of these little chocolate squares every single night. Mm-hmm. And 
I didn't cut all those things completely out. Obviously, I still ate dinner here. I still oh had a piece of chocolate afterwards. I forgot that you were ordering burgers like almost every night. I too. know. I've never seen you do that. I know. So I lost nine freaking pounds in 10 days. The point is do a little bit better for 10 days uh-huh. and your results can get radically better. Yeah. You guys, I hope that this helps. I hope you see that like Chris and I, no matter how much we get into an amazing routine, him and I are going to record this podcast probably again in another year yep. about going off track and forgetting or getting into a different groove because what happens is it's all just different buckets that you're balancing. And when one gets a lot of focus, there's another place that's not getting focus. Mm-hmm. So you have to remember like, oh, this is just a constant life habit that you're going to need to look at where, you know, Chris, you and I were talking about just really analyzing and taking a good look at where if something is off, that means something specific is off in your life. So is it, you know, your relationship? Is it your habits? Is it the way that you're thinking? Is it your work style? Is it who you're hanging around? Is it the way you're thinking about money? And why are you thinking about it that way? Is it what you're listening to? Is it what you're not listening to? So it's asking better questions of like, you guys, if something is off, it's not because there's something wrong with you. It's because there's probably a habit or something that you can tweak in your life that's going to help you bring whatever that emotion is up or bring that habit or that lifestyle or that standard up. So really looking at just, you know, the final bow that I want to put on this is what standard do you have that is either not matched with your goal or do you need to put a standard in place? And just like Chris said, what if we just got 10% better for 10 days? For 10 days. That's doable. All right, guys, hit us up in the DMs if you're gonna get 10% better for 10 days. You know what, babe? Let's pick one thing and let's get 10% better for 10 days. We'll let you guys know what it is. All right, you guys, we're so grateful for you and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.